You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, the Timberwolves suck. Yeah, we did it again. It is, we, it thought, happened. we got excited. Yeah, really, we should stop doing that. And I always say that every year, but it's just it's a little bit more fun to be excited than it is to just be like really annoying when they're winning. So you know, hope you enjoyed the optimism. Well, it lasted. Um, fans. We're recording this on a Monday. The Timberwolves play tonight against the Grizzlies. So again, maybe that there's well, like it's more. the Grizzlies, dude. They're yeah, gonna maybe, be killed. Yeah, maybe there's more. Maybe they win. I don't know. How um, many times have we seen Dylan Brooks just carry the? Well, I just, is Dylan Brooks playing? I thought he was hurt. Oh, maybe. If Dylan Brooks isn't playing, then the, then the Wolves have a chance. Yeah, I think Dylan Brooks has been out all year so far, actually. Yeah, you're right. Okay, um, but yeah, so over the, the, the Timberwolves lost over the weekend. Um, they lost back-to-back games. They lost on Wednesday, which I think I was there for that. Well, I don't think I was there. I was there for that game. And um, it, like I was there at the beginning of the season. We talked about how much energy the team had. Um and that Clipper, like the first Clippers game on Wednesday, they had no energy. On Friday, I wasn't able to watch the game, but uh, I was at a wedding over the weekend. But um, like the Timberwolves were up by 20 in the third quarter, and then they lost by 20, which is yeah, like never good. a good sign of like basically you can't, you know, and it's a classic Wolves. Uh, so I guess, Julian, the first part of this podcast, I want to go through like a, just a few um, concerns that that I think both of us have. We texted yeah. earlier about this today, but yeah. um, let, let's preview their schedule upcoming first, though. Grizzlies tonight on Monday. You probably listen to this on a Tuesday. They have the Warriors on Wednesday, the Lakers on Friday, and the Clippers on Saturday. So uh, it doesn't get any easier, even if the Lakers are without LeBron on Friday. So um, like you got to figure out your shit and figure it out fast. Otherwise, it's going to be, you know, you're, you're looking at like a eight-game losing streak. Okay, Julian, problem one. Um, and these two are kind of, well, let's, let, we, we can kind of combine it. 
Um, the Wolves have failed to hit 100 points in five of their first eight games. Yeah. And you mentioned this to me earlier. And while the Timberwolves have been like 25th or lower in offensive um, like efficiency over the years, uh, like the last like three or four years, if you look at this roster, they're, they're actually a top 10 defensive team, which I don't think anybody would really guess. But um, like this is a pretty troubling number considering the talent that they have. And I know D'Angelo Russell has been hurt for, I think, the last two games, um, two and a half or one and a half games or so. But like that, that's not good, right? No, no, that's actually extremely bad. Um, yeah, no, I think if you had asked really anybody at the beginning of the season, they would have said, well, the Wolves will be able to put up a lot of points, but they're not going to be able to defend for shit, right? Like that that was kind of always the conversation that was happening. And now it's like, oh, well, they might actually be a decent defense, but they cannot produce points. And they certainly can't produce points when they need to go get a basket. Um, and I guess that's, I guess it's kind of one of the problems with having Cat as your best player is he's always better kind of in the flow of the offense than he is as like a go-to guy. And yeah. when your go-to guy is D'Angelo Russell, that's a problem. Edwards, you know, he'll get there, but he's not there now. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's really concerning. I think you're going to talk about this, I think, but I think when you look at the rest of their starting five, um, they just have some guys out there who just cannot contribute. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, I, I, it's really bad. I agree. Um, before we get into that, like let's just go through some of the stats. So field yeah, goal yeah. percentage, 40.9% that ranks 28th in the league. Um, I guess like the good news is the wolves are shooting the eighth most shots per game. Um, like they're getting the shots up. They're just not making them. Yeah. Um, like the wolves are third in three pointers and first in three point attempts, but they are 20, uh, 25th in three point percentage, uh, 32.1%. Um, like you know, offensive rebounds, um, they're actually second in, but defensive rebounds, they're 29th in. Um, so not only are you not able to, like, you're basically giving your opponent an extra shot more than any team in the league. Um, so yeah, I mean, o- overall, just like pretty troubling numbers. And then you look at turnovers, um, they're 29th in the league, averaging 17.4 per game and then points per game, 102.3, that is 24th. And then another thing, foul, they're getting into foul trouble um, more than any other team. And um, like we, yep. Jade McDaniels and like Carl Anthony Towns have been huge parts of that. Um, and, and, and Edwards is like now like nine of 22 from the field average. You know, which is which is not good. Oh, you're um, saying like he's shooting an average of nine shots per game? No, he's shooting 22 shots a game. Sorry, making nine. Like, yeah. What's his percentage though? 40. Okay, I mean, yeah, he's, he's down to 29 percent from three, which is not good. Um, I mean, I think that's that's the main thing about it. And and I'm not gonna put this on Edwards because like he's a second year player. You want him taking shots, you know, like he'll figure this stuff yeah, out. Yeah, I'm but. not so troubled about that. Like if he's shooting 40% from the field, like that's not great, but also like he's your volume shooter. You have Cat who's efficient. Like right, I think the, that's the problem here is that you have two starting stop spots on your roster and three with Russell Oaks. Like mm-hmm. uh and like we shit on Russell all the time, but like he's a better offensive player than Patrick Beverly is. Yeah. But like Jaden McDaniels is averaging four points and he's shooting 38% from the field and 26% from the three point line. Um, You have Josh Okogie who like, obviously we know this, like 
He is a pretty much zero offense player. Then you have Jared Vanderbilt, who um, is great on the boards, but then you sacrifice just like, again, you have another player that just like really can't play any offense. Um, And I think this all hinged around the fact that we thought McDaniels was going to take that next step. And like everybody thought he was like this, we can't trade him for Ben Simmons. And like so far, and I'm, I'm really high on his like long-term potential, but um, it's, it's just like, he hasn't taken that step. And again, it's eight games, right? Like we're 10% into the season. So like, it's probably no reason to like press the panic button quite yet. But it is like okay, like wh- why haven't things gone well? And it's that, yeah. and that's why. Um, I mean, so, yeah. how long do you think it is? I mean, I don't know. Do you want to see Beasley in the starting lineup? Like he hasn't started any games, even without Russell. And like, if you want to add some offense to that unit, that seems like an option. Yeah. No, I think like the, I like y- y- the answer is yes, kind of. But then like then you go to the bench, right? And like, who's there? Right. You know, like, so no, I, I like, I agree with you, but it's just hard when, now that we look back at, like, we, we talked about all the players that were like totally fine. Um, being in the Timberwolves rotation, but like not all together. And now that you look at it again, now that we're, you know, eight games in, you go, okay, Vanderbilt, no offense, a Kogi, no offense. McDaniels has not shown any offense. Beverly, like, some offense, but he's mostly that defensive energy guy. Um, like guys like Towns, they've, he's been efficient, but he's not aggressive enough or he's gotten into foul trouble. Um, Russell, like too many turnovers too early. Edwards, not efficient. Um, you, you just go down the list. Like Beasley, he's had like two or three really good games, but he's had like five really bad ones. Yep. Um, you know, like I think you like Jordan McLaughlin, like he's a very, like he's a very, very, um, it's like a floor general. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like the game manager. So I don't know. Um, What's happening with Layman? Uh, I think he's just out of the rotation entirely. Like, that's like I don't know. That's tough too because he's like a guy theoretically who you feel like could space and cut and do something for you on offense. Um, but apparently he's not doing that. So yeah, I don't. I mean, at some point, like if you go through this weekend right and you lose like three of the next four again. Yeah, maybe you got to shake up your rotation. Yeah, you have to probably figure that out. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but you have to, because again, like you fall in the West. Um, it, you know, like we know this, like the NBA season's a long one, and when you suck, it gets longer and colder, yep. and it's not fun. Um, longer and colder. Longer and colder. Just like Minnesota winters. Um, okay, we have some NBA news to talk about, but before that, We want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. You thought I was going to say earth, but it's a basketball. Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a goal, it doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. We love a deft deflection here. However, they light light the lamp. You win. You could you could show me a million uh, hockey goals, and I wouldn't be able to tell you what a deft deflection. I mean, I think I'd probably be able to figure it I out. But tell you yeah. what a deft deflection uh, is. Call to action here is the just download the DraftKings sportsbook. We've been telling it for the whole time. Every every podcast we say <laughs> download the. Download the sports book. We've been telling you it for the whole time. <laughs> We've been telling you it for the whole time. Every <laughs> podcast we tell you. This week, one puck in the net nets you 
a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. We've been telling you the whole time. The one-time clapper. The old one-time clapper. Okay, uh, three things. Uh, last night, uh, d- well, first off, don't look now, but the Cleveland Cavaliers are 7-4. and four. Um, They're excellent. Last night, the Cavaliers beat the uh, New York Knicks for their fourth straight win. Our old friend Ricky Rubio with 37 points, 10 assists. He shot eight for nine from the three point line. Um, I don't know. We like, I don't think we need to discuss it. Well, because we Kyle, know it. remember what the Wolves fans always say when Ricky's not here, got to bring back Ricky. Um, it's true. Yeah. Um, he is shooting 43% from the three point line in maybe we should 11 bring back games. Ricky. On a career high five three pointers per game, so um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's... I, I do think. Well, he's going to play a lot more. Announced today, Colin Sexton has a torn meniscus. So, yeah, that um, sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Uh, all right, Julian, this one probably hits a little more more at home to you. Um, the Portland Bla- Trailblazers have launched an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading this story from NBA.com. The Blazers have hired an outside firm to investigate workplace environment concerns. Uh, reports of the investigation surfaced Friday night. Both The Athletic and Yahoo Sports reported the probe stemmed from allegations of workplace misconduct involving general manager or president of basketball operations, I apologize, um, and general manager, uh, Neil O'Shea. The Blazers basically came out with a statement saying, yep, it's it's happening. Um, you know, we're launching an investigation. No comments at this time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Chauncey Billups came out and said, uh, there's really not much I can talk about. No details, anything like that. We're in a brutal stretch of games right now. I've got a lot of other things I need to be worried about. It's something that I can't, can't control. I've got other things I'd control. Um, I'd like to control that, but I'm trying to, whatever. Um, so olshay has been there since 2012. He's obviously yeah. under a lot of, uh, pressure anyways, like regardless of these, uh, allegations or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Like as a Blazers fan? I mean, I think the two are related because um, it seems like these allegations are about kind of like bullying and yelling at people and, you know, general uh, bad boss behavior. Um, and, and, you know, it's good that they're doing an investigation. I guess we'll see what it turns up. I think Olshay should have been fired years ago. So like, I, I just like don't think he's very good at his job. And I think he's kind of, lost the i don't know it's like kind of feels like he's lost some of the respect among the league and hasn't really been able to turn the team around so i don't know it's like hard to know exactly what to think until this is until like the investigation at least i mean not and i don't want to say like until the investigation is completed because sometimes you can like sometimes you can tell from the noise around something like how much it has legs like with some of these like harassment stuff that comes out and uh, even like the Gerson stuff, like you immediately knew yeah. that something was like very weird. And this Blazers stuff has like a little bit of a different feel to me. It doesn't feel as like urgent and fraught, I guess. Um, but yeah, if he's like yelling at people and bullying people and like not, I don't know, he should go like, it's just like, there isn't that much analysis to be done. It's just like, if he's I, being a piece of shit, he should get fired. Yeah. And it seems unlikely, <laughs> like the, the, I, you never read a story like this where the guy like comes back and it turns out he's a great guy. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, it's <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, like, Oh, I think my boyfriend was cheating on me. Um, 
he's been really acting weird and has been kind of like sneaking off. Oh, it turns out it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out he's actually not a bad guy. He just doesn't like whatever. Um, yeah, it seems like no matter what, like whether the blazers underperform or whether they, yeah, it seems like basically he's gone regardless. I I, I guess he's having a bad temper. And I I know, um, Jason quick wrote about this and he's, he's the guy you should be reading if you're interested in this stuff, because he's actually been around for all entire tenure. He's with the athletic now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's mean to people. Yeah. It seems like pretty unlikely he'll probably be with the team. I would say like past Christmas, I, I'd oh, be surprised. Please get him out of here. Yeah. That, that, that would be a surprise to me. Um, another situation of a team in the Western conference, um, the Robert Sarver situation in Phoenix. Um, of course, Robert Sarver is the owner of, uh, the sun and the Phoenix Mercury. Um, there was reports like, I think like a month ago that this ESPN mm-hmm. story was going to come out. The Suns, in a move that I've never really seen before, came out with a statement basically like discrediting the story before it was even like we didn't even know what was it about what it, that what it was about. And like I feel so bad for like their like digital team probably that had to like put out this you know thing on Twitter that they like it, have they known all the details of the story they probably wouldn't have stood by. Um, but uh, for those who um, aren't completely caught up. Uh, Basically, ESPN did a story. They talked to dozens of current and former team employees, um, inc- including some who detailed inappropriate behavior. Most of the allegations are from um, sources that wish not to be revealed, but a few of them are on record, um, including um, former Suns coach Earl Watson. Um, so, like one of the allegations, former Suns coach Earl Watson said Sarver was upset that Golden State forward. Draymond Green used the N-word during a game in 2016, and the owner repeated the word several times when voicing his displeasure. Watson said that he told Sarver that he can't use that word. Uh, Sarver's statement about Watson, he's clearly not a credible source, which there's, well, that's troubling two, in itself. Two things on that. First off, uh, Watson is a very credible source, and he's an extremely respected former player around the league and former coach um, who will no doubt be a coach again because he's extremely credible. Um, Also, like if Robert Sarver can't tell the difference between Draymond Green saying the N-word during a game and Robert Sarver saying the N-word later. Yeah, Yeah, there are several uh, differences there, which we don't have to go into, but if you're listening to the pod and you also don't understand that, well, I know. Uh, I I actually don't think that yeah, our audience what, won't be able to understand it, that. What, I mean, th- there's like obviously huge, um, th- like this this story we could talk about for like there could probably be like a class taught on. Well, I, there's there definitely is right. Like is, yeah. yeah, but like but you could literally just do a do a uh, hour long uh, lesson on I think on like this like this situation right here right where all this stuff comes out. And Sarver's first statement is basically trying to discredit Watson. And like, that's, right. that's kind of like the whole point of whatever, like, yeah. Like, why isn't he credible? Like, tell me why Robert, like, why don't you think? Right. And like that therein lies the problem. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm, what I'm really interested to see is what the NBA does here, because like, I think it, it's really clear that the NBA at the league level has a lot of work to do in managing the cultures at its franchises, because I know there was all that talk after the Mavs investigation. Um, is it much better now? Like it doesn't seem like it is yeah, because if you, did the you, Wolves if, did you just listen? had this thing. The, yeah. 
the um, Blazers have this going, and the Blazers, I guess, isn't supposedly sexual assault or racism, but it might be for all we know. Um, and the now the stuff with Sarver, it's like clearly there's we're not there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and for those really interested in like this topic overall, uh, Brian Windhorse had a real. I mean, first off, read the piece by Baxter Holmes over at ESPN. Brian Winhorse had a really interesting podcast about it. Um, basically, they, they brought up like two different factors in all of this. The first was uh, basically how like fatigue can play a role in stories like this in the public outcry. And uh, basically like how we feel about Robert Sarver and his fear basically is that we've heard so much of this over the last three years where people are kind of get like, I mean, even in the last Becoming normalized, even it's in the like last month, right? Like yeah, John totally. Gurdon and in his situation, right. you know, and like, I like, there seemed to be like some that were like, well, John Gurdon's a victim here. And you're like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> um, and you know, you just hope that that's not the case. And I don't, I guess I haven't seen enough coverage of this case, but like, we'll have to see what the NBA's investigation, um, but it's not like also it's not the first time that people have been like, oh, yeah, Robert Sarver's not a good dude. People oh, have been saying that for years. Yeah. Um, and then I think the second point was uh, in like Brian Winhorst, like he puts it puts this in. And I know Brian from from his uh, like time covering the wolves. And like, I know where his heart is. Um, and I think he basically what he says, like, I'm a white dude. So like I don't really like I, I can't speak for players like, uh, you know, Monty Williams and um like as a coach and uh devin booker and chris paul and like but he was really i think he was disappointed that the the team and their leaders didn't just come out right away and not necessarily say like robert sarver's a bad guy because like he's still a team owner right but you can say like obviously we don't condone any of that behavior you know regardless of who it's from and like and i think and again it's 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 a really hard task to ask people about that and players right and it's probably unfair because well, there's a power dynamic there yeah which is like well, not it's something the league should be handling and like exactly and it's not their responsibility to come out and like tell us what's right or wrong and make us about stand, their boss right? yeah about their boss um so it's it's a tricky story but listen to his podcast it's it, he's got an interest some interesting just angles and takes on it that i i hadn't thought of so i mean all of this stuff i mean not so much the like these specific allegations against robert sarver but all of this like toxic culture stuff, like it all is tied together, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with what we've been talking about, about how coveted these jobs are in sports and how people aren't willing to disrupt the kind of status quos for fear of retribution and losing their jobs and justified fears of retribution and losing their jobs. So I don't know. And I know that that doesn't necessarily extend to the players, but it might, it very well could like we've seen players get blackballed before and we've seen, you know, there, there's this stuff happens. So I understand why I understand why the Suns players aren't, don't feel comfortable calling out stuff like this because it's, you know, it's a lot of money at stake here and it's a lot of uh, public exposure for the players. But no, I agree. Um, and I we'll, we'll probably have updates on those stories. No, I, 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 I totally agree. It's, um, there's so many different layers to it. Um, the one interesting angle too, Chris Paul is there for the entire Donald Sterling situation in, in LA. Yeah, I was going to say so now, now yeah. he's, now he's in Phoenix. So, um, all right, hopefully we'll, we'll talk later this week on Wednesday with a podcast out on Thursday. 
hopefully we have some good news for you as far as the wolves and hopefully they're playing better. Um, use that DraftKings code so we can buy the Suns. Yeah, use the DraftKings code because we've been telling you the whole time yeah. um, to use it. Um, but yes, thanks for listening. Um, we have a video on YouTube. We opened up a 2021 box of Chronic- Chronicles draft picks. Um, it was actually an okay box. Um, solidly so, okay, which is which is a solidly okay, which is a us. huge improvement for us <laughs> lately on our like some of the stuff that we bought. So um, go check that out on Wednesday's podcast. We'll have a review of the product overall. So um, all right, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will talk to you later on this week. Bye.